Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. If we just show our appreciation to these guys. Give them a great big... We say if we're going to give a round of applause, we do it properly. So come on, let's show our appreciation to them. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that so much. Just a, a couple of things. Uh, this is one of my favorite services of the year because... Uh, we, we bill it as our community service. It's a time where we connect with a couple of schools and where we connect with children. And that's absolutely terrific to be able to do that. And um, what I do when we have these community services, I tend to think, well, what kind of word would I like to speak to the community? What kind of word would I like to speak to the community, but also to the church? And so I prepared something around that. But to help the concentration of children today, thanks for helping me this morning with the, with, with the kids here. We have some prizes. Kids, who would like to win a prize this morning? Put your hand, wave it high if you'd like to win a prize this morning. Well, okay. The prize or the prizes, because every every time I do it, I don't have enough prizes because there's so many children who are behaving so well. We've got our fun kids and youth team who've gone out and chosen the prizes. And uh, you'll, you'll enjoy them. And I am going to give, or they are going to give the prize to the children who are sat quietly, hands folded. You're used to this at school, I can tell. Listening attentively. As last year, laughing to all my, at all my jokes at the right places. And then we will see who wins the prize. So I'm, there's guys who are going to be spotting. Is that okay, kids? Is that all right? Wonderful. And adults, you don't get any prizes. You just get an ice cream downstairs. But that is a prize, I guess, for some of you. This morning, I want to talk about Truth or lies. But before we do that, I just wanted to test some of your general knowledge because I know there's some head teachers here who are really clever people. We have some very clever dignitaries here amongst us as well. So I thought, well, we'll give everybody a chance here. So there's going to be some questions that are going to come on the screen. And what I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand whether you think it's true or you think it's a lie. So let's put the first one up if we can. If you put your finger in your ear, don't do it please, and scratch and scratch it, it sounds just like the game Pac-Man. Is that true? If you think it's true, raise your hand now. If you think it's, okay, thank you. If you think it's false, put your hand up now please. Those who've raised their hand, true, you are correct. It is absolutely the case. Second question. They'll get a little bit more difficult, um, Councillor Phillips. You know, they really will. Okay, so don't, don't worry. Second question. Sugar makes your kids crazy. If you think that's true, raise your hand. If you think it's false, okay, raise your hand. Those who said it's false are light. They are correct. It's actually not true. Actually, there re- listen, actually, there really isn't much evidence to show that the so-called sugar buzz is a real thing. 
only with the exception of a small number of children with a rare insulin disorder. Number three, Russia has a larger surface area than Pluto. Is that true? If you think it is, raise your hand. Okay, put it down. If you think it's false, put your hand up. Those who raised and said it's true, you are correct. Question number four, let's keep moving because I'm on the clock. Hippo milk, hippopotamus milk is pink. Is this true? Raise your hand. Okay, put your hands down if it's false. Come on, everybody. Oh, there's a lot more saying false. Those who said it's false, you're wrong. It is actually true. And here's a picture to prove it. Okay, remember, those who are sitting quietly, you'll get a prize. Next question. Honey never spoils. Is that true? Raise your hand. Is that false? Raise your hand. Okay, some of you are dropping out of the game now. It's actually true. You actually can eat a 32,000-year-old honey. Okay, let's go to the next question because we've got three more. A penny dropped from the Empire State Building will kill you if it hits you. Is that true? Put your hands down. If you think it's false... Lie, put your hand up. Those who said it's a lie, you are correct. It's not true. Listen to me. If someone dropped a whole roll of pennies in its wrapper, it might do some damage, but a single penny won't do much harm. This is why it might sting a little, but that's about it. Pennies are not heavy enough or aerodynamically designed enough to gather the force necessary to hurt you. So I've checked out the science of it. Okay, let's question. There are more stars in space than there are grains of sand on every beach on earth. If you think that's true, raise your hand. If you think that's a lie, raise your hand. Those who said it's true, it's true. And that's amazing. How many stars are in the space? We're nearing the end. Listen, another question. It rains diamonds on Saturn and Jupiter. If you think that's true, raise your hand. If you think it's false, raise your hand. A lot more false. You're wrong. It's true. And this... And this is what, can we just put the picture on? And this is what Jupiter would look like if it were as close to us as the moon is. Have we got the picture? There we go. Can you see that? That would be what Jupiter would look like if it were as close to us as the moon is. That's remarkable. Okay, last question. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. Is that true? Raise your hand. If that's a lie, raise your hand. Those who said it's a lie, you are correct, okay? Because in fact, lightning, listen, lightning tends to strike the same place over and over again. In fact, the Empire State Building gets hit a hundred times a year. Wow. Many things that we thought were true are actually a lie.
if I was to give this message a title in these closing 10, 15 minutes that I have, it would be, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Because there's a truth versus lies. And I don't know what it is with me at the moment. When I'm putting messages together, there's songs that buzz around my, my, my head. Though some of you are not old enough to remember this song. But I grew up remembering the Fleetwood Mac song, Tell Me Lies, Tell Me Sweet Little Lies. But the fact is this, and I've realized it, that lies are never sweet. You know, listen kids to me really carefully. And adults too. Your sins, my mum used to say to me, your sins will always be found out. Your lies, what she was basically saying is, your lies will always be found out. Somebody also said to me very early on in my work career, honesty is always the best policy. If you make a mistake, don't try and cover it up. Just own up, own it. Explain it. And you usually don't get in as much trouble. The point is, A lot of people live with this lies that are sweet. I remember knowing someone, and you may know somebody like this, who they would tell a lie, and then they'd need to tell another lie to cover up the lie. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then they'd have to tell another lie to cover the lie up that they'd had before, and then it just carried going on and on, and it was just a string, a circle of lies. By the way, the person that I'm thinking of, she ultimately was found out. Mark Twain, the great author, once said, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. Lies travel fast. Why am I talking about lies? Well, I'm talking about lies because in a moment I want to just contrast lies to truth. But there are some lies that I think we have all at certain times embraced, we've, we've taken the hook, we, we, we've caught the bait, and there are some lies that have been spoken over three areas. They've been spoken over you, they've been spoken over your children, and they've been spoken over the town. Let me just explain. Some lies we have believed. Those believed lies have become truth to us, and those lies now direct the course of our lives. What am I talking about? Well, over you, you may have heard this phrase, you'll never amount to anything. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're thick. You're lazy. You put whatever you want to that. And I have heard these lies spoken over so many people. I have talked to people who are much older than me, who have lived a lie for their entire life that has been spoken over them from a a husband or from a wife or from a mom or a dad or from a school teacher. I want to say there are some lies that have been spoken over us. But also, because we've got a lot of children here today, I want to say there are some lies that have been spoken over children. I'm always upset when I hear I know at times our children don't do the things that we want them to do. I know at times they can be, I use this word carefully, a little irritating. We have to remember they are just children that we're having to guide. But when I hear the sort of comments that I hear spoken over children, it saddens my heart because every word, every every negative word is a lie that they believe. 
And is it any wonder that we've created, we're creating children and young people who believe that they aren't anything? They don't believe that they can accomplish anything. Why is it? Because they have believed the lie. It's a lie. And thirdly, there's another lie that doesn't just come to us or to our children, but it comes to our areas. I'm thinking about this area that we moved to 18 years ago. We lived in this area in the East Midlands, and then my wife and I moved away, and then we came back. But I want to say this. I, can't, I feel I can say it now. I've, I've served my time here. I feel like I, I, have a, I, can, I can say these things because there is a lie that is being spoken over the area, and the lie is that this area will never accomplish anything. There are no jobs. There's no future. There's no aspiration. It's just lower end of the, the, the scale. And all these kinds of things. In fact, I was talking to a police officer a number of years ago who went into a classroom of very small children, asking them what they were aspiring to be. What did they want to be when they were growing up? And a couple of them said they wanted to be drug dealers. Because all they had seen is what they had experienced. And of course, there's an advantage to them having the drugs because they can make a lot of money. But what they, these kids don't realize is with, with that kind of lifestyle comes with you constantly looking around your back. You may say, how do you know that? No, I've never been a drug dealer. I've never taken drugs. But we've got reformed drug dealers in this church. We've got guys who have literally realized that that kind of lie that was spoken over them was a lie. They started to believe the truth that they heard preached from this stage week after week, and they believed it. And by the way, some of them are now into their next decade where their lives are just totally transformed. Their kids are transformed. Their grandkids are transformed. They're living a life that's just exactly as God intended them to be. And by the way, they're prospering without the drugs. They're prospering without the money of the drugs. It's a lie that we've believed. It's a lie that is spoken over towns and over areas. This is what the Bible says. And you'll see it on the screen in John 10 verse 10. There is a thief. There is an enemy. An enemy of God. And his whole objection is to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, then these are the words of Jesus, that's why they're in red. Because in the Bible, you'll see in the New Testament, the book is made up of Old Testament and New Testament. And the first four books of the New Testament really just highlight Jesus' walk on earth. It's 33 years. And whenever Jesus speaks, they usually do it in the words of red. So these are the words of Jesus. Jesus is saying this. And he says, listen, the thief, his purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy but my purpose, Jesus is saying my purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. There's another version that says life in all of its fullness. I talk to a lot of people who'd like that kind of life in all of its fullness. There's many people here who've you know, entered into that life in all of its fullness. What Jesus was basically saying is, I've come to actually smash the lies that have been spoken over you, your children, your areas. He says over you, the truth over you is that you can do it. You are a champion. You're a winner. Listen to me, kids. Get educated. 
get a great educated. Those who may not be the sharpest in the classroom. I certainly was by no stretch the sharpest, but I was determined to get educated, to read, to listen, to understand my maths, to understand science, because it opens up doors of opportunity. You can do it. Even if somebody says you can't do it, I want to tell you, you can do it. Does anybody believe that? I believe that our kids can do it. You guys here are amazing. And by the way, some of you adults need to hear that because the entire life you've been, all you've been said over years, you can't do it. I want to tell you, you can do it. There are some yes, hard work. You're going to have to put some hard yards in. You're going to have to listen to some people. You're going to have to lean in. You're going to have to make some changes. But you can do it. The second thing is about our children. The truth over them. Listen, we've got four children. They're our delight. They're our joy. Like I said, they're all challenging at times. They all can make a lot of noise. And thanks for helping me this morning, parents, as we keep the kids in. But listen, me and my wife determined we were going to tell our kids who they were, not let the playground tell them who they were. I'll say that again. We were going to tell them who they were, not the playground, because the playground is a very cruel place. How many of you know? If you're, not, if you're not tall enough, if you wear glasses, if you're a bit podgy, you're looking at me, yeah, he's laughing. I'm all those things. A bit podgy. Glasses, you're going to get a prize, you are. You laughed at the writer. Give this boy a prize. He's, he's one of them, okay? Already you've got it, okay? Still do that, but you've got it, okay? You know, listen to me. If you don't look right, you don't wear the right trainers. You don't wear it right the way. The playground is a cruel place. But listen to me. If you can't afford the trainers, if you've got a kid who's just you know, needing to slim down and they're just going to have a growth spurt, but they're not there yet. If you have a child like me who has to wear glasses and have worn them from being a child, you tell them who they are. You tell them who they are. You speak over them that you're wonderful. You're precious to me. I love you. It's not getting soppy. Just build something in them. I thank God that my mum and dad told me who I was and I believed it. And I believed it. So may we tell, may we speak truth over our children. And may we speak truth over our towns. You know, as I said, some people would say about this area, nothing good comes from it. All the pits, all the textiles have gone. You know, nothing's going to happen in this town of Ilkeston. You know why we took on the project on Bath Street? I'll let you all into this because you're all from the community. Because we were tired of seeing it that bottom end of Bath Street, not as good as, it, good as it needed to be. And instead of complaining about it, we thank God, we've already said this, the council helped us, they gave us a wonderful £100,000, but we had to probably put another 100000 towards that from our money from the church coffers. But you know why we did it? Because we were determined to actually speak truth over our community, not that it's a bunch of rabble and it's all rubbish. So please come and use us. Because what we want to do is we want to create an area that actually other people want to come and open up shopping. We want to drive traffic all the way down Bath Street. Can I hear a yes? Why do we have to go to Derby? Why do we have to go to Nottingham? We want to see businesses increase. We want to see business owners increase. I'm passionate about seeing business guys blessed and increased. There's Tesco across the way. You were very kind to us. 
But I'm more interested in the local self-employed man who makes employment for other people. So we actually begin to see prosperity over this town. I'm not here to speak lies. I'm here to speak truth over the community. Jesus himself said this as I finish. Why I could speak this truth is because Jesus said, in fact, he was the truth. If you find, turn your way to John 14, verse 5 to 6, it'll come on the screen. There was a doubter by the name of Thomas. This doubter was not a man of faith. He doubted Jesus. And he was asking him some questions. He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And again, Jesus, the words of Jesus, they're in red. He answered, I am. I am the way. And I am the truth. And I am the life. And no one can get to God the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Listen to me carefully as I close. If you are lost, if you are lost today, we've been singing about it. He is the way. He will show you the way. If you are struggling to make sense of life, Listen to me. He is the truth. Don't listen to the lies that have been spoken over you, even as an adult. Don't allow those lies. Jesus speaks truth. If you are hopeless, if you feel depressed, if you feel lifeless, if you feel devoid of hope, as we've already heard, Jesus said, I am the life. Come to me. As you are, in all your brokenness, in all your pain, the amount of people that have come through this church who've been incredibly broken, incredibly wrecked, not thinking like they're worthy enough. And I say to them, I put my arm around them and say, none of us are. What do you mean? Well, you're the pastor. Yeah, we're all sinners. We're all messed up. We're all in recovery. We're all trying to make sense of this life. You're welcome. Come and join the rabble. Come and join the dysfunctionality. Come and join the pain. But in the midst of it, Jesus comes very close. And he begins to speak truth. And he begins to speak hope. And he begins to speak life into every situation. I'm very mindful that my words are the power of life and death. And as I close, I just want to read these statements over you. Because I think it's really important in these closing moments. Before I pray and hand over to these great children to perform. You know, I was determined as the leader of this church to cause this church to be a church that actually would be attractive to those who are not in church. I wanted it to be a place of hope. I wanted this church to be a place that welcomes you. You might not agree with what I say. You might not agree with what I do. But you'll actually say, you know what? They're decent people. That'll be great. And you know you're welcome. I wanted it to be a place where people could find freedom could find hope, could find peace. I wanted it to be a place, a good place, where you could safely raise your children. I wanted it to be a place of affirmation, where you'll build your confidence. It's great to have Terry here. He had no confidence. It is Terry. No, it's not. You look like Terry. I'm very sorry. You look like a man. There's a guy who, I'm I'm ever so sorry, sir. There's a guy who came to us, had no confidence. Lisa worked with him. Oh my goodness. 
the confidence that he now has is changed. We wanted it to be a place of safety and aspiration. We wanted it to be a place where you can come without being judged and help to get your life back together. We wanted it to be a place where you can freely ask questions and discover answers in your time about life and death, peace and fulfillment. It's a place where we encourage dreamers to dream and where we don't discourage them. God wants you to know him. He wants you to find freedom. He wants you to discover your purpose. And then he wants to see you released to go and make a difference in this very broken world. For you to live with joy and passion in the world and have a confidence in your eternal destination. This is the best artwork you're going to get here. I wonder if I could just put the final slide up, Chris. Thank you. As I finish, I want to say, welcome home. Community, this is a safe place. If you ever want anything from us, come and see us. Come and talk to us. We've got a factory, a hub. There's guys down there who want to serve you. We want to serve the schools. We want to serve the council. We want to serve the community. We want this to be a place where you can freely come in without feeling you're going to be judged. And you can find a safe place. I wonder if we could all pray because that's what we do in church. But I want to pray. I want to pray for you before I hand over to the schools. You may be here today and you've believed the lie that you are useless, that you're unattractive, that you're stupid, that you're a waste of time and a waste of space. You've been made to feel unwanted and unloved. It's a lie. The truth is, God speaks over you and he says, I love you. My love is towards you. If you will come to me, you will find the way. You will live in the truth. And you will experience life in all of its fullness. There's literally hundreds of people who've done that across Arena Church. And their lives have been and are being transformed. If you're in need today, if you'd say, Christian, I'd love that kind of life. It's what we do here while every eye is closed and head is bowed. If you say, Christian, I've listened to that lie no more. You may not be in faith, but you say, would you pray for me today? Because those things have buzzed around my heart and head for years. That's you today. If you need prayer today, if you'd like me to pray for you in this moment, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm not going to ask you to stand to your feet. I'm not going to embarrass you. You can do it very quietly and very quickly. I just ask you in these moments, every eye closed, every head bowed, including children. If that's you today, you say, Christian, would you pray for me? Just raise your hand up where you are now. Thank you. Yeah, great, 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 great. Yeah. Every eye closed. Just put your hands down. Father, I just pray over this community of people that are here today. Lies that they've listened to and believed, they would be broken. I pray that salvation would come to people's lives. Children, young people, and adults would have an encounter of you. I pray, Lord, that they would know you and they would get to know you. You, the one who promises freedom, love, hope, 
and peace, a fullness of life. We speak it over this community. We speak prosperity over this community. We speak prosperity over our children. We speak prosperity over our lives and blessing over our personal lives. And may this place, this town, be recognized as a place, a great place to live. May it be recognized as a great place to raise your children. May it be recognized a great place to police, a great place to teach. Lord, we just speak it over this community in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that people will have a real encounter with you. We also pray for these kids, these schools here. We bless Cotmanay School and Chaucer School. Lord, provide for them, meet their every needs. Bless every teacher. In Jesus' name we ask it. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. I wonder if you'd just join with me one final time. Because we like doing this. You know you applaud things. But I just want to applaud the Lord. You might say, well, really? Yeah, I'd like to applaud the Lord. There are people who made a decision. You raised your hand. You wanted prayer. Julie will help you to understand what you need to do the next steps. But I wonder if we could just applaud the Lord for all that he's doing amongst us. In Jesus' name.